Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. Well, hi there, friend. Welcome back to the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. So on today's episode, we are chatting with Ellie Cole. Ellie is a business owner and mom from the United Kingdom, and she has a really cool product. She sells handmade wax melts. If you don't know what a wax melt is, it's like a scented candle, but instead of being in candle form, you have a cute little wax melt burner. One of the brands in the US you might be familiar with is Scentsy. So it's kind of like that, except Allie makes her own and they're amazing and they're gorgeous. And she comes up with all these unique scents and uses glitter and pastel colors. And her brand is just really fun. So I knew when I saw Ellie's application come through for the ads intensive that she was a big old yes, because I thought her product is so fun, so unique. I could see all the benefits of it. And we're actually going to dive into that in today's episode. So of course, by now you're used to hearing about my ad students and how well their ads are going. And this of course is no different, but what I hope you'll also pick up on from this episode is the hard work that Ellie put into creating this amazing starter kit to allow her to bring in more new customers. She expanded her reach to people who have maybe never used wax melts ever before. They don't have their own burner yet. And so she's grabbing them right away saying, here's why these are amazing. Here's why they're so much better (laughs) than the candles you've been using. And by the way, I've got this perfect starter kit to help you get going. It's everything you need all in one place. You can get it for a great deal from me. Here we go. And so that amazing offer that Ellie created has worked so well with her ads, but you'll get to hear a lot behind the scenes of her doing that hard work and brainstorming and really sitting down to come up with, you know, what are all the features that makes my product unique? What are all the things I need to be highlighting about this versus just saying, here's some pretty wax melts and they smell nice. What do you think? You know, so, so much of being successful in online business is honing in on what makes our products unique, honing in on our ideal customer and having a message that really speaks right to them. So you'll get to hear a lot about that in this episode and warning, warning, by the time we get to Ellie's ads results, your jaw's going to (laughs) drop. So just be prepared. Your jaw's going to hit the floor as mine did when Ellie first posted in the group about how well her ads were doing. So know that my expectation for physical product sellers is that they would get a 3x return on ad spend or better. They need to get at least that 3x return on ad spend. And again, this is for ice cold traffic, people who've never heard of them before. They need that 3x return because of course they've got the cost of goods sold with a physical product, which is different than digital. So they need a higher ROAS. But what's been really fun to see is 
almost all of my physical product sellers do quite a bit better <laughs> than that 3x return. They're doing 4x, they're doing 8x, they're doing 12x, and then in some crazy cases when they're targeting their warm audiences, they're doing 20x and all the way up to 32x in the case of one of my other students, which crazy, right? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> but it's true. So I'm not going to I'm not going to hide those ridiculous results just because they're so ridiculous because they're the real results of my students, which is super, super fun. So I digress. Let's jump into my chat with Ellie because you're going to love hearing from her. So today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Ellie Cole of sinfulwax.com and Ellie just has an awesome story, and I love the product that you sell, Ellie. So welcome. I can't wait to chat with you. I'm so excited just to be talking to you right now to give a bit of context about why I'm so excited. Back in January, February this year, I think when you first brought out, you know, the kind of applications for the intensive, I remember listening to Karina Holden's podcast with you, and I just listened to it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, if I could just do some of the returns that Karina's doing. If I think there was somewhere in there she said she had a five-figure month or regularly having five-figure months. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, if I could do that, that would be incredible. And I applied and I did the intensive. So then when I got your email saying, do you want to come on my podcast? I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, you did it. <laughs> I know. Like three or four months ago, I'm sitting there listening to Karina Holden's podcast thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great? And now I'm here. It's just, it's, unreal. So I'm just really excited to be here. Well, yeah, I'm so excited to have you. And I feel like every time I turn around in the group, I'm hearing just more wonderful things about how your business is going. And you're kind of, I guess I would say the, the main problems you are having are like the problems of awesome growth, which is like running out of stock, right? Yeah. Like selling out of things. Yeah. They're problems that you want to have. And yeah. then when you have them, you're like, oh no. But then you take a step back and you're like, hold on, this is a good problem. Can't, yeah. I can't moan about this. So yeah. it is nice to be in that position. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would love to hear more about how you got started with Scentful Wax. I think your products and your brand is just so lovely. And so I want to yeah hear more about how that got started. So... I only started last April, not April, just then April, but April 2019. And I kind of started just not really out of, out of nowhere, really. Um, I'd had my son uh, about 16 months before that, so he was just coming up to one and a half. And I had a business before I had my son, and it was a homemade business. And we made lots of homemade Christmas decorations. And I did it for about four or five years. And it was very seasonal. So me and my mum would, we do it together. We do a lot of events and we do craft shows and markets and all that kind of thing. But it was so seasonal that it got really difficult. And I was <laughs> under the illusion that when I had my son, I was, oh, I'll be back at work after three months. I'll be up. And then I had him realise that, it is just so much more than you ever, ever, ever think that's going to happen. And I just knew that if I was going to get back into that business, it was so labor intensive because we made everything from scratch, from literally from the, you know, the ground up practically. And I just got to that point where I just thought, I don't know if this is what I want. I don't want to be working 12 hour days every single day, which is what I was doing before I had my son. I don't want that mental turmoil in my head to think, oh, I, you know, I've got to be doing this all the time. 
and I knew how hard it was. So I took a step back from that and then kind of just enjoyed having my son for the first year of his life. And after he turned one, I kind of thought, I've, I've got to get back into business somehow because it's just that's just how I work. It's, it's just how my brain functions. It's just what I enjoy the most. And I was kind of thinking of different ways around it. And my other half sister owns a local shop and, and they kind of said, oh, well, if you make some bits, you know, you can just put them in the shop and sell them. And I kind of thought, oh, I don't want to have that. I want to create a brand. I want to create a product. I want to create something that has progression. I don't just want to go, oh, I'm going to make these little bits here and make these little bits here and sell them. Because that, to me, that had no way where to go. And they just stopped using their candle supplier because they were quite expensive to buy in. And I looked at the figures that they sold in the previous year and they sold a lot of candles through the shop and I just thought if I could become their supplier for candles that's an easy way for me I've always been scent driven I've always had to, you know I'll my previous business was scent based everything was scented it was we sold scent I used to work in a scent store and you know sell fragrance lamps and stuff like that so I've always been very 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 scent orientated so I kind of thought oh I'm going to give candles a go I've always loved the idea of it started making candles I still do make candles to sell in the local shop but that's kind of as far as I take it because after a couple of months of kind of setting up and I started on Instagram and I created scentful candles originally I just realized that there was just such a better and bigger and more diverse market for wax melts and I'm someone that likes to work in boxes and I like things to be linear and I like things to be beautifully packaged so to me having rectangular and shaped wax melts that you can create loads of different scents and make beautiful colors it was something that I just latched onto and I just thought I can do this and I can take this further than other people are candles is is a much more of an art form I'd say you have to really 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 spend time testing and and things like that and you can get candles so widely you know across the market now so for me just the wax melts was the way to go and I kind of I've still called several candles for a long time, but I just went down the route of wax melt. I created a website, uh, use Shopify. I really wanted to sell through Instagram and I'd seen people do it and I knew you could do it. And I, I didn't even have an Instagram account. I haven't, I've never had a personal Instagram account. I didn't know how to use it <laughs> until last April. And I just kind of just found my way with it a little bit. I'd, I never really sat and Googled, you know, how to do it. I just did it. And I kind of, then I started to find my branding. Then I started to find my skills in even just photographing. And it was just, I think everything just came together the way I wanted it to with a business that I wanted it to, if that makes sense. And yeah, it just went, it just went from there. I was, you know, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I could start and sell a hundred pounds worth of wax melt, from Instagram, without leaving my home, while looking after my son, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. I don't want to go to craft fairs. I don't want to go to markets because it is hard work. I just don't want to do any of that. I just want to sell from home and get that right. So I did that for quite a few, well, from I, I launched the Wax Melt range in May. I did that for a few months. October was when it really started to get busy because obviously it hit seasonal. We bought our tart. We started to bring out our autumn ranges and our Christmas range. Uh, November was our busiest month, and and I think I took just under a thousand pounds 
in the month for November. And to me, at the time, that was just like, oh, this is brilliant. You know, it's just so great. You know, I only started a few months ago and, again, still haven't left my home. I'm still doing this all from home while looking after my son. And, yeah, I was just really happy with that. I set up a Facebook group. Um, we've got a wax chat group that we've, we've now got nearly 500 members. That's really great. That was really nice to get that going and have, like, a community of people that really love to talk about scents and wax and, and what wax they're burning and what they've tried and what they haven't tried and get advice from everyone. And then I hit Christmas, you know, just after Christmas. And I just, I remember looking back at the year and I think I'd made the shop with the candles included. I think I'd made about five and a half thousand. And I was so pleased with that. And I just remember thinking, you know, that's only really in just over six months. Next year, if I could hit 10, that would be great. And, but I kind of knew in January, I thought, I'm spending a lot of time on the slog, as we all call it, of Instagram. And, you know, I was doing monthly restocks. I was bringing new scents in left, right and centre. And that's all fine. But you have to spend so much time on all the branding and, you know, thinking, right, okay, I need to launch these scents in three weeks. And then I need to set up those posts for Instagram. And I need to do this. And I need to do that. All while I still have to make the product. I still have to package the product. I still have to dispatch the product. And I just remember thinking, oh, I could spend hours and hours doing these series of posts on Instagram and, and maybe only only get a few sales. And then I might do nothing on Instagram and get loads of sales for no reason. And it was just all a, all a bit, it's hard. Like it's hard to think that you can do that forever because I, to be honest, I don't really think anyone can because you get to a point where you just, you're kind of, I think you either get bored of it or it's just becoming such a slog that it's hard to continue. So, I kind of remember in January taking a step back thinking, well, I need to think about this. And then that's when your Facebook ads <laughs> intensive course popped up on my email. And I was on holiday at the time. And I remember, I remember reading it and it's a, it was a long email because I know your sales, your, well, the sales page, I know they are long, which I love. But I remember thinking, I'm going to get home and then I'm going to read that properly. And I remember reading it and rereading it. And I just remember thinking, this is what I need. Like, Everything I've been thinking in my head for the last month or so is, is just, you're right. Everything you were saying, which is, are you fed up of the Instagram blog? Are you fed up of not knowing where your next, you know, kind of paycheck is going to come from? Are you fed up of doing everything you possibly can to get, you know, to get sales in? And you kind of, you're, you're starting to kind of realize that you can't do this forever. Thing. And I just remember thinking, yes, that is me. That is 100% me. And I, I spoke to my other half about it, and he was just like, oh, that sounds, that sounds good. I was kind of ready for him to go, no, don't get into that. And he was like, yeah, no, that sounds good. And I remember thinking, okay, like, I'm not the only one that thinks this is good. I'm going to go for it. And I, I applied, and I think I remember actually emailing you saying, because I hadn't heard back about the application. I was just like, please, please, I really want to be a part of it. I'm really, really, really interested. And I, I honestly didn't think I was going to get approved because – I'd only be going for, you know, just over half a year. I knew that there were really strong players just from the sales page. I knew there were people that had been in business for a long time, people that were already turning over a lot of money and they were, you know, and I, I yeah, I just, I just never, ever, ever thought I was. So when you, when you replied and said, yes, like you're in, I was like, oh my God. And I was just, that, that was it then. I just threw myself into it, yeah. went for it and gone from there really yeah which we will get to like really soon because I mean Ellie your results still blow my mind <laughs> I'm being honest 
And I actually had to, what was it? I was doing a Facebook Live in someone else's group last week. And I said, listen, here, this is how Ellie's doing. But listen, this is amazing. But like, please don't, don't you expect to get this return. I said, okay, if this happens, that's awesome. But also if you get a lot lower return than this, like you're still doing really well, you know? But yeah, yeah we'll talk numbers in just a minute because your ads are just doing so well. But I love what you said about, you know, with Instagram, that slog of, oh, I got it. I have to get new photos out. Right. And then two, Mm -hmm. depending on how fast or slow your Instagram is growing, it's like, you do feel that pressure of like, well, if I'm going to make more sales with this audience that I currently have, that means I have to put new things like in front of them. Like I have to constantly be putting out something new to get my existing audience to buy versus Mm -hmm. with Facebook ads, we kind of say, okay, let's, you know, not that you don't still release amazing new things and that's great, but it's like, we basically take, we package up what you're doing and make it really shiny and wonderful and just get it in front of the right brand new people so that it's like you're scaling up your efforts instead of, yeah, instead of being on that hamster wheel of like always new photos and always new posts. It's like, instead you can take the beautiful things you've already created and the photos you've already taken and just, let's just show them to a lot of new people. (laughs) And I wanted to point out too, because when you were saying that in the wax melt business, you felt like you could really bring something different to the table. I noticed that right away. I mean, I remember looking at your application and going to your website and thinking, wow, I have never seen wax melts branded in this way. Like you create the most beautiful colors. Like some of yours have glitter and like sparkles in them. And the sense that you were describing, I mean, yes, you have such a beautiful, distinct brand. And so you've done such a good job with that. And then I remember too, after looking at the sales page that you created and you worked so hard (laughs) on your sales page, but you did such a good job with that page of basically explaining to people who maybe they, they love candles and they love scents, or maybe they use, I don't know, people do like incense burners or whatever essential oil things and they're using these different things for their scents but to me you did such a good job of talking about why wax melts are like so much better (laughs) than everything else Yeah. yeah so I'd love to hear a little bit more about that from you just because I think that people people often don't realize all of the cool features about their products that really make them unique and that are unique selling points what you've just said I think literally sums it up is a lot of people don't know what their strengths are and I didn't really because here in the UK wax melts are becoming the the new thing that that it's just especially on Instagram there's a big movement I don't know if this is the same in the US there's a big movement with cleaning and keeping your house clean and there's someone called Mrs Hinch who I don't know if you've heard of her but have you heard of her? No, I haven't, but I was just thinking like, oh yeah, we've got like our cleaning. There's like clean mama who actually, she might be in the next round of the intensive, but yeah, we have like our own bit. Yeah. Clean influencers. It's like that. And what Mrs. Hinch is her name. She's a really cool house. She just is a really good way of organizing her house, keeping a clean house, you think, you know, while being a mum, busy mum or or a 
just some you know somebody works all the time and just, it's about having a clean home to come to and part of the thing that she promotes is the use of wax melts because you can pick and choose your sense to suit your mood you can pick and choose everything you want to make your home feel like you're in control of your home and it's clean and it's beautiful and proud of it so that there's been a real big movement in the last couple of years with that anyway but I didn't really appreciate what I did until I sat down and wrote that sales page I knew in my head when I didn't even really know in my head I knew that wax melts were great I've always used wax melts like I said I'm I'm a scent person it's what I love so I've always used them by default to be honest but it wasn't until I sat down and I thought right I need to write a sales page I've got to fill it somehow (laughs) and it wasn't until I actually went through I, I, I can't remember the templates that you gave us in the course but they were part of the you know, explaining your product and and, re- and finding out your customer and who wants. And I went through that whole sheet and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And it wasn't until I did that that I actually started to realize, yeah, actually, this is why these wax nuts are so great. This is why wax nuts in general are so great because of the flexibility that it gives you with scenting your home. Candles, you know, I love candles, but you just have the same scent the whole time. And if you get one of those huge candles, that's, you know, over a hundred hours of burning. You're That's committed. Same scent. Yeah, exactly. Like you better really like that scent because you're going to have a hundred hours of it. Whereas wax melts, it's just, you know, you can snap a bit off, you can pop it in your burner. If you're in the mood for a really lovely fruity fragrance because you want to feel uplifted and, you know, empowered, then go for that one. If you're in a, if you just want to calm down, if you want to relax, go for a lavender based scent. If you, and you have that flexibility with candles. You would have to buy a hell of a lot of candles to have that range of flexibility. Yeah. And not only that, added to that is that they are pretty. They are colours. You can get, a, you know, there's something really nice about creating a collection of, of scents and, and having that to then go in and you think, oh, what do I fancy today? And, but it wasn't until I sat down and wrote that sales page that I really started to actually believe what I was saying because I could have said all that before, but because I didn't have it on paper and because it was just all in my head, I could never have told you that, if you see what I mean, until it's all there. And then you go, oh, actually, yeah, that bit's really good. I'm going to put that in that part of the sales page. And then when I get onto my FAQs, I'm going to put that part in. And this is a really good point. And then, and then you start to collect this kind of bank of information about your product that you've known all along and probably the people that are closest to you have known all along but when you're trying to tell us someone who's never seen your product before about it you have to have that in your head or written down somewhere to be able to go here you go here's the information here's the detail that you want to know about my product but I'd seen the, the template that you gave us to write all that I'd seen that before it was, I'd purchased I can't remember I'd written it down somewhere when I was looking at the stuff earlier was it the product launch yes or did you have the I can't remember but yeah it's in my product launch course and like my product launch power pack so yeah so you've probably yeah and Mm -hmm. I've seen that before and I remember thinking oh that's a good idea but I never did it because (laughs) it's one of those things you think I'll do that another day I'll do that another day and you don't until you sit down and you think right I need to get this sales page going even if it's not even a sales page even if it's just a product page yeah. You still need to be able to back yourself up with what you're, you still need to be able to explain to people. So I was in a position that I imagine a lot of people are and were in before they wrote their ads and before they wrote their sales pages and before they did anything like that, because I was one of those people that just 
I didn't have it on paper. It wasn't until I did it that I did. So yeah. it's really, really, really beneficial to do that, to understand your product and what you're selling. Right. Yeah. All the unique features. And yeah, like you said, I love that you actually sat down and wrote out all the answers to those questions that are on that worksheet to then, you know, get it clear in your head before you then go create your sales page. Because I notice the difference and I will ask my students sometimes, I will say, did you take the yeah. worksheets and like <laughs> actually write this down? Because I can tell a difference usually on the sales pages of the students who literally wrote it all out versus the ones who are just like, okay, yeah, I think I have the idea, yeah. you know, and then they go write because yeah, there's just so many, as you start writing and really thinking about those questions, you realize there's more angles and things to talk about than you thought. As mm. you were just talking about wax melts, I was thinking about the fact that what popped into my head was, oh, I love that one, storage-wise, the wax melts are so much easier. Like if I'm going to have yeah. 20 different scented candles, that takes up way too much space in my house. Mm. Even though I'm the kind of person, I'm kind of like you, I would I love scents, but I want variety. I want something mm. different. So like I couldn't have 20 candles the same way. I could easily have like 20 bars of your lovely wax melts in my cabinet and it wouldn't take up that much space. And then also it's so much more environmentally friendly because every time you buy a candle, you're buying this big glass container mm. for it to be in. And then I always feel so guilty at the end of a candle I'm like, well, what am I, I don't have any use for this thing. I guess maybe I could, if I washed it really well, it could be like a vase. I, I don't know. But then it's like, I don't need that many. So essentially yeah. it just goes in the recycling. Like, whereas yeah. again, for your wax melts, it's just a really small little, I mean, they come in like a thin little plastic kind of case, right? Yeah, but that is actually, yeah. we use 100% biodegradable film yeah. to wrap our melts because we don't want, you know, we don't yeah. use any plastic. So again, it's even better in the yeah. sense that you just, to have that selection and to not have real, the only real waste you've got is the wax itself. Mm -hmm. What lots of people do is they just store up all their wax and then they melt it all down into a big candle and make a big candle out of it. The people that are craftily <laughs> orientated. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I, even though I make candles, I don't think I'd have the patience for that. But people yeah. do, people melt them all down and they make these beautiful candles. Yeah, so like the recycling mm -hmm. element on it, like you said, is even, is even better. And I mean, the candle market will always be there. It, everyone loves candles. You know, you, I don't know any person that says they don't like candles. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to always use candles. There's different ways right. to go about it. Yeah. The other feature too that I loved about your whole, your wax melt system is that your wax melt burners, they don't have to be plugged in. So, because I used to have a wax melt burner like three or four moves ago <laughs> or whatever. And then I think it got broken in one of the moves. And so I haven't had one since then, but it was kind of a pain that I, I didn't have the freedom to put it anywhere I wanted because it had to be plugged in. But yours, I love your little system where it's, you've got like, do you call it a pilot candle or I don't, you probably use a different word. Tea light. A tea light. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes more sense. A pilot candle is like for <laughs> a gas stove, I think. I don't know. But yeah, so you just do a little tea light. And then because of that, well then, okay, here's another feature I love. So you have the little tea light so that now I can put it anywhere, just like I can put a candle anywhere. 
but there's also not an open flame because the tea light goes mm -hmm. underneath and then the wax melts on top. So yes, of course you still, you know, have to keep kids away from the whole thing and the hot wax, but it's to me way less fear inducing than having that open flame on a candle yeah. that my children could, you know, potentially mm. get their fingers in. So the thing with plug-in burners or warmers as well is they don't actually get as hot, which you could see that as a benefit. But tea light burners tend, because it is a flame, they tend to get a lot hotter, which means you have a better scent throw on the, on the actual wax box themselves. So lots of people do use the electric ones. But I'm now noticing that I did a poll on our group the other day, and I think 90% have an electric one, but they actually use the tea light ones probably for a combination of those reasons that we've just said. But I do think also that, that people have said that the, the scent throw is just so much better because it will do it because the wax is getting hotter and it's releasing more fragrance in, into the air at the end of the day. And there is something about a tea light being in, you know, a burner as well. That, the ambience that it gives, I think, really, really, really yeah. is lovely as well. So I just think there's so many positives. Right, right. So you took you know, all this brainstorming, all these great features. You already had beautiful photos, of course, which everyone listening or watching, please go <laughs> look at Ellie's website. We can, if, if you're okay with it, we can link to your Wax Melt Starter Kit sales page because I want people to see how, how beautiful it is. What a great story you tell, you know, the way you highlight all the features. But yeah, so it's this beautiful, you had these beautiful photos, the wax melt burner itself is so pretty, you know, so that adds ambience. It's like a yeah. decorating item in your home. And then I remember, because we chatted early on about whether you should do, well, you're about to start your wax melt subscription. But I think maybe at the beginning of the intensive, you had like a, a wax melt kit that was like a just a collection of a lot of different scents versus the starter kit, which also included like the wax melt burner. Is that right? Yeah, so yeah. So when I started the course, I, I didn't have a starter kit. I just, I sold the burner separately and we would have a, a couple of small selection boxes where you get two or three cents in a box, or you can just purchase them singularly. So you can just pick and choose whatever fragrance you wanted. I knew that I wanted to create a pack kind of the minute that you accepted me onto the course and kind of said, look, you need to kind of bundle something all together because, you, you know, you, you want you want a finished product in the yeah. sense of something, you know, you don't just want people going in and spending £2.80. You, yeah. you want kind of, you kind of want a product that's a sizable product that people can go, oh yeah, I want, you know, I want that, that yeah. that's that. So I knew that I wanted to create something like that. And that, I, I think you said straight off the bat, include a burner because you're going to capture so many people that, have never used wax melts before and obviously you have the added bonus of that it's everything in one kit and I knew straight away that was a great idea I there was just something in the back of my head the whole time because over here as I was saying earlier because over here the wax melt market is already so established so many people over here have burners already so I had that niggling thing in the back of my mind thinking oh, am I doing the right thing? I, I don't know. Should I go straight to just a selection pack of beautiful scents rather than include the burner? Are people going to go, oh, I don't want to spend that amount of money because I've already got a burner? And I think just before that, we were ready to launch our ads in the group, I think I remember posting a little moment of like, ah, I'm having to 
doubts. I'm having doubts. Even though you've all told me to do this, I'm still having doubts. And everyone's like, no, stick to the certificate. And that's exactly what I did. And I'm so pleased I did. I have since launched ads to the selection pack. So it, you get the eight cents that you would get in the starter kit, but it is just the wax melt. Okay. And that's doing really well. They both work just as well, but I'm so glad I did the starter kit to start with because it just made everything come together. It made me create a kit that I could sell to anyone. It wasn't yeah. just having to target my sales page to you have to have a wax burner if you want these. So I right. think that was a much better way to go into it. Yeah. I'm really pleased I did that. And me too, me too. Yeah, and we're going to get to those numbers. And it's interesting that you're talking about wax melts being so big in the UK. I think I probably didn't even realize that too, because in the US, it's like it's come and gone a bit. But I would say most of my friends and peers, most of them do not have a wax melt burner. So, you know, US versus UK, obviously. But mm. so I was kind of coming in from that perspective, but also just knowing that as far as Facebook ads go, sometimes a super, super narrow audience can be tricky with ads. Like you were saying, if, if the product is only going to work for someone who already had that wax melt burner, I was just a little bit nervous of like, okay, are we limiting who you can yeah. reach too much versus, yeah, the wax melt starter kit that includes the burner. Now you can go out to anyone and anyone who wants, you know, a great sense in their home and that great ambiance and all of that, it's like, boom, they're in. And yeah, so I'm so excited that you have both offers. That's fabulous. So I would love to talk numbers. Can you share like, well, first let's talk about the first week of like running ads because that can be nerve wracking. Yeah. So talk about your first week, your first campaign. So it's kind of, there's kind of like two tales to the story. They're both the same, but I can talk about the first week, but I can also talk about the fact that the first week was the week that we went into lockdown in the UK. So not only was there the whole nervous, oh gosh, we're all going to launch, we're all going to hit go on our ads on Monday morning. It's so nerve wracking. And then it was also, we're all going to hit go on our ads on Monday morning and we're in a global pandemic. What the hell is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone in the group had that. They, I think that weekend before, I remember I was out with my friend on the Saturday evening and I just remember saying to her, I don't know if I'm going to run my ads on Monday. I don't know if it's a really bad idea I don't know if it's a really good idea I don't I just don't know and I think you posted something that afternoon or maybe the next morning saying it's a crazy time it's mad we don't know what's going to happen but just go for it and try make it work and I just remember thinking the minute you posted that I thought okay let's just go for it I had no money at the time my sales had really really dried up in the week before that because I think of everything that's going on before I had barely any money and I remember thinking, £15 a day, that's really scary. <laughs> because when you're literally watching the pounds and pennies come in because you've bought a load of, you know, I, I bought a load of burners up front. Mm. I just, mm-hmm. I'd spent so much money getting this product ready that I was just really in the margins. And I just remember thinking, oh, do you know what? If I spend 100 quid in the first week or so and I don't make myself, I have to go back to the drawing board to start again. It's only £100, whatever. And then I hit go on the Monday morning, or it was scheduled. I hit go on the Monday morning. And I was just like, what have I done? What have I done? This is not going to work. I was like checking my phone every second. And I was getting ready to actually create a freebie to tripwire page with my 
scent guide that I'd created, my watch or scent mood guide that I'd created as part of a bonus on the kit. And I was creating a trip wire pay, a, a freebie sign up page, thinking she's never going to work. And as I was doing that, the first sale came in. And that was only six hours, I think, after I'd started. So I remember thinking, this is a good sign. Like, this yeah. is good. Like, if I've got even just one sale in the first day, that's really positive, I, I think. Yeah, just, and then I had two abandoned checkouts on that day, and I was like, really nice. I was like, if I'd just done that, if I'd just come through, that would have been £90 in the first day. And as I've only sent 15, oh my gosh, isn't that great? And anyway, they didn't come, they, I didn't get those abandoned checkouts back. I tried my hardest, but I did. <laughs> and uh, the next day, I think I had another sale in the evening. But again, that was a tense day. You know, you're watching all day, you know, yeah, you just come to your site. And then going, and you're like, oh no, what have I done? And just that, then that week, I think that on the Wednesday I had two sales, and on Thursday I had another two sales. And then all of a sudden, after a week, I think I'd sold 10 or 11 or something like that. And it wasn't just that, it was, I was also getting standard sales from the site that were new customers, so they must have been. Yeah like kind of discovered you and yeah came over to the full shop yeah yeah and what really took me by surprise I know you said it but was also the Instagram followers you know the kind of Facebook started off a little slower but the Instagram I was getting you know I think I'd gained like an extra three or four hundred followers in the first week or so and (sighs) there's just things that that's amazing in one week yeah, I was just going to say, I think my physical product sellers, you guys do amazing with your ads as far as like just also getting those Instagram followers. Mm. Like, yeah, that's really Yeah, neat. It, it, that really took me by surprise. I just, for some reason, I just, I think you don't, I think you get so bogged down in the detail when you're, when you're at that stage, you're creating the product, you're making sure everything's working, you're making sure your funnels are working and your Shopify's working and this is working and you're watching ads manager all day long <laughs> waiting for a sale and you're doing all these things that you don't you don't think about the other things like that and you go oh actually well I'm getting lots of and it just kind of takes off really and yeah. it takes a couple of weeks to kind of really it to know that that's the normal if that makes sense but at first you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah it just it just started to go from there and then I think I set up my retargeting campaign probably about 10 days after my first one that was really great that started to go well and and yeah, I, to be honest, it all just seems a bit of a blur, but, you know, it was really difficult because, I mean, lockdown on its own in a global pandemic is really difficult for a lot of people. And all of a sudden I was having, I, you know, I was dealing with all these orders that were coming in and it was, like we were saying earlier, there's better problems to have. But at the time it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've, you know, I've got to go for it. I've just got to keep on top of it and, you know, Obviously, the, the schools were out by that point. We didn't have any childcare. It was like really, it was hard, and it's been hard since. But it just took off, and it just went a bit crazy, really. And it, it's so weird because before you launch, but when you get, you spend a lot of time getting everything ready behind the scenes. Yeah. You get, you know, your ad copy, your images, your sales page, learning about how ads manager work, your picks, all the things that you have to do in the background and all the time you're thinking this product may not even sell these ads might not even take off I might you know do a very very small variety. I might not make my money back and you've got this doubt the whole time thinking what's going to happen and then it happens and you kind of think why did I ever worry and that's really <laughs> you do you do it's almost it's like, it's like when I used to go to the event you know and do craft and stuff. And you spend the first hour thinking oh what have I done 
I've spent an absolute fortune on this car. I'm not selling anything. And then by the end of the day, you're like, mm, why did I ever think that that would, you know, and because you've had a good day and it, it's the same. It's, it's really, it's like a roller coaster. And then you have, a, you, then you have a bad day and you won't have many sales and then you'll doubt yourself all over again and you'll kind of think, oh, what have I done wrong? There's obviously something wrong with this. There's obviously something wrong with what I've done. And then the next day you're like, Ellie, give it yeah. a break. Like, it's nothing you've done wrong. It's just the way sales work. If sales work like that across the whole world. It's not, right. you know, yeah. that's just called life. But yeah, it just, it just took off from there, really. Yeah. If you don't mind, can you tell people what your return on ad spend is? So I was looking at my numbers before this podcast and my lifetime ROAS across all my campaigns since I started my ads on the 16th of March is 11.5. So that's like, why. <laughs> that's insane. So yeah. for anyone who doesn't know what that return on ad spend number means, that basically means that for every dollar that Ellie is spending on Facebook ads, she's making $11 and like five cents or whatever back. So if she puts in $100, then she's making $1,100 back. So it's kind of like mind blowing when you think about, yeah, that level of return. And again, this is across all of your campaigns. So that's including if you, you know, because sometimes, and this happens to all of us, we might test a campaign or test audiences and be like, ma, that one wasn't as good or whatever. And although I don't know that you've experienced that, I feel like all of your campaigns have been so great, but oh, okay. Yeah. So that's good for people to hear then too. It's like, it's, this is an 11 ROAS despite the fact that, yeah, sometimes you test stuff and it doesn't all go perfectly. Yeah, I mean, recently I thought one of my campaigns was really, really, really tanked and it's dropping down to four. four. So obviously that's bringing my overall growers down. Yeah. But to be honest, you know, four, four compared to what I'm used to, four is still, it's still really good. And if it means yeah. I'm getting people through my door and, yeah. you know, into my, onto my website and looking around, the chances are my retargeting campaigns will pick them back up anyway. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And, you know, then I've got another campaign that's consistently doing 16. Right? So, it's great. It, yeah. And, and, but then some days it will have a really bad day and then other days it will pick back up. It's just one of those things, you know, you, you monitor it, but I think some, sometimes it's something you just have to leave. But I am a nightmare for fiddling with my ads. I'm so bad. I'm so impatient. I'm such an impatient person in general. I'm one of those people that if something's been running for like a day, it's like one audience. I'm like, turn that off. That's a rubbish audience. And then a few days later, I'm like, Ellie, you didn't give that audience a chance. Come yeah. on, turn it back on. And then I will. And then it will really pick up and do fine. So I have learned a little bit to be yeah. patient. <laughs> just kind of let things be a little bit. But then you also have to stay on top of it and make sure everything's going okay. So Right. Now, I'm curious if like after that <laughs> first first week, did your ROAS start to improve? Like, did you feel like Facebook was getting a little bit better at finding those purchasers for you? If you kind of compare that first week to how yeah. things have gone since then? Definitely. I think, I can't remember what my ROAS was on the first, the, you know, on that first week. I remember on the first day it was at two because I had got that one sale. I'd spent £15 to get that sale and I'd made £30. And I think that kind of continued throughout the week. But then when I started to, I did the increase on the budget after three days. And I think I did, I was quite on top of it. I did it again after another three days. So within about a week and a half, I was spending £21 a day. And I've left it at that. To be honest, I haven't gone any higher than that. 
I probably should, but at the moment I'm just trying to keep my head above the ground. Yeah. <laughs> survive on, you know, the kind of what we're doing. But I remember you saying when that first sale comes in, that's when Facebook will start to go, right, okay, these are the kind of people. And it it, it, it does. It grows and grows. I didn't have an 11 ROAS from day one. It, it yeah. grew. It, everything grew. It still is. If I, uh, I launched a new campaign, not last week, I think, but the week before, because I had to put my prices up slightly because everything is just so much more expensive to buy in now than it was a couple of months ago. So I've had to just have a slight price increase. I've had to set up a new campaign and at first, that was really slow off the mark, and that's just been growing. My brow is getting a lot stronger now, and that. So it does. It it's not just something that from day one you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be out the gate and you're gonna go. You know, it's not. It is a slow build. I'm just lucky that mine has been a slow build, but a, a very high build. And it's really hard to believe because if I look, you know, like I was saying at first, if I look back and think I was listening to Karina Holden for the past few months ago, going, oh my gosh, if I could do it. Or even, you know, from your sales page, I remember reading the stats from the other other people that have been in the course before, and their ROAS was 2.53. And I just remember thinking, oh, if I could do a 2.5 or 3 ROAS, that would be incredible. I would be, I would know what I'm doing in life. I'd be able to rely on my ads. And, and so to be doing an 11.5, yeah, potentially on some campaigns, or work to 16. I think at some, one point I had 20 ROAS one day, and I was like, wow, <laughs> take that and run with it. If you can see numbers like that, it's just so reassuring that even if you have a bad day, it's still going to be a good day. As long as your ROAS is anything above, for me, one and a half, two, you're yeah. still getting people through your door. I have a, I also have a really strong return customer rate. I always have, which is where I was so confident at first that if I create this starter kit, yeah. although it, the profit margin may not be huge, I know that I can get those people back through the door again. And I think that's really important for physical product sellers as well, because it can be really difficult when you're looking at the numbers to kind of go, oh, like I'm actually, if I'm spending £15 a day on ads, but my £30 product only makes £16 profit, well, hold on, that makes no sense. I think you've got to just give it a bit of faith. And that's the point I was at at the start. I think I remember someone posting on the group that it was something to do with, I think it was one of their planners. And they said that their profit margin was quite small. And I remember thinking, that's what my profit margin is. But I just stood by it and knew that if I got those people through the door, yeah. if they became return customers, which 25 to 30% of my customers are, my, awesome. yeah, my profit margins on my follow-up products yeah. are way higher you know, than, than my kits. And, and I'm okay with that. That's worked for me. So, yeah, I just think trust in the system, I think, is just, so important and you will get there eventually you know even if I was fully prepared in that first week to not get any sales and I was thinking right I'm going to go back to the drawing board mm. back to starting again back to creating a whole new sales page I'm going to have to really rethink it and then it didn't it, it took off and now I can't believe I ever doubted it it's so easy to say that now, isn't it? Right. Well, yeah. And listen, I have been in the same position even after I've, you know, created a lot of different products and launched a lot of different products over the last six years. I still, I just had a new product come out a couple weeks ago and I doubted that thing like crazy before mm -hmm. I launched it and thought, I'm, I'm nuts. Why did I create this? I turned it into this huge beast of a thing and I'd spent a lot on designers and all of that. And I'm like, 
I might have just made the biggest mistake ever. And then it turned out like, no, it's been like my most popular product, the easiest thing yeah. to launch. It's working great with ads. So yeah, I think we all have those doubts. But yeah, then you just, you know, you just keep plodding along and then you put it out there and then you see what happens basically. And then, yeah, yeah in your case, it's like, an insane ROAS, but I do, I love your mentality where you're going, okay, even if, even if you only had a two ROAS, you were like, okay, I can work with that because again, it's ads are something you can do at scale. It's like, you're not having to pack up and go to a show to get those customers. You're not having to mm -hmm. post new photos and things on Instagram and be on there all the time to get new customers. It's like, you put it out there. Yeah. I mean, you fiddle with campaigns and ads manager, yeah. but it's not the same. Like, I mean, you can go a lot of days without really having to do much yeah. in there and it just works for you and it just finds you new customers. And so, yeah, I think people don't realize how awesome that is. <laughs> and also a lot where my audiences were really strong was with cold audiences, which I never, ever, ever anticipate. I thought I was really going to have to go in for the lookalikes, the warm. And I didn't have a, a good enough basis for warm because I'd only been open a few months. I only had a couple of hundred subscribers. You know, I remember like in the group, you are surrounded by women that have been doing this a long time. They are making a lot of money for what they do and they have been for a long time. They are strong players. And when they go post on the group and go, my audience size is only 5,000 subscribers and I'm sitting there like with 200, like, hello like yeah. <laughs> I have nothing so I remember when we got to audiences I remember panicking thinking cold is my only my only bet luckily my cold audiences are really 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 well responding audiences I, I think I found it quite easy to think of in probably because I'd yeah. done done such a lengthy sales page yeah. I kind of started to know who my customers were I know, knew where they shopped what they liked what their interests were so I found cold audiences quite easy and that's another huge thing to kind of grasp is you're going in front of people that have never seen you before, no idea who you are, and you're in front of them. And you would never be in front of those people if it wasn't for Facebook. You would never. You, would, you know, you can post on Instagram all day. You can have 100 million followers on Instagram. That doesn't mean they're going to see what you put yeah. up because of this algorithm. You know, it's how it works. Yeah. And that's I think that's just what Facebook ads does is it puts you in front of like at an event like at a craft fair like at a market it puts you in front of those people to say here is my product it's yeah. great you know mm -hmm. and, and if you've done all the background work the way the world is going is that that's how people are they're shopping through their eyes really aren't they they always have been in shops but from their home <laughs> and off their phone and if you can get in front of those people as long as you've got all the right tools in your toolkit to get there. And as long as you've got a great product that you know will sell, you will get there. Even if you add tanks at the start, you'll find a way to get back in front yeah. of them. You can find a way to do it. If it means you have to get better photography, if it means you have to get better sales page, if it means you have to get better ad copy, you will get there. You can yeah. find a way to get there. And I remember thinking that when I applied, I remember thinking, I've seen so many successful business people use Facebook ads to grow their business. Why, as yeah, long as one, I learn how to, why can't I? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you good. And you did. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just love it so much. Okay. So Ellie, I want to put this into perspective for people. So you talked about that first year in business where you ended the year and you had, I think you said about $5,000 in sales your first year. 
which is awesome for first year, FYI. I think you did fabulous. And then I remember you posting in the group, I think this was a few weeks ago, and you said something like, you said, oh, a few months ago, you know, I would have been thrilled to have a month in my shop where I made $1,000 in sales for the month. And now you're based, I mean, you're like Karina, right? I mean, you're at over five figure months, like every month now. Yeah. Yeah. So April was my first five figure month. I started my album 16th of March and April, yeah, was my first five figure. May's been another five figure and we've already passed April's figure. And I think we've still got however many days left in the month, five or six days. And I actually had to turn off my ads a couple of weeks ago for, they were off for a whole week because life just got so hard. (laughs) I just needed, I needed to say, well, guys, I need to just close the books. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still had sales coming in, but, you know, once the ads are off, you're not, you're not hitting it's not yeah. yeah you've still got your organic you know sales and stuff but um when the ads aren't on on you're not directly selling to those those new people and so we've already passed april's month and when i looked at my figures earlier since i started ads on the 16th of march that's what's that two and a half months now and yeah. i've had, in total i've had two weeks of those two and a half months off i.e. not selling on ads because I had to turn them off to, for catch up, which is something no one would ever recommend doing. <laughs> Try not to do it at all costs. And but I, uh, both times I had to, and I have to give myself a bit of credit that we are in a global pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you don't, yeah, you don't have the same like ability to get childcare and no. support or even having a friend or hiring someone to come ha- Like, yeah, it's just, it's a crazy yeah. time. And we've taken on three members of staff now as well. So that's the levels it's getting to. But in those two and a half months, I've, t- I've turned over £33,000. So I don't know what that is in dollars, $45,000. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, I think about that. That's just that's, crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that that just puts it into perspective. Yeah. You know, like all of last year doing between, five, I think it's between five and £6,000 in those six to seven months. And even then, I wasn't really, you know, it was it was kind of just like testing the water, seeing what's going on. And then to do that amount in two and a half months is just during global pandemic. It's just, um, yeah. it, it just never, if you told me that three months ago, I just would have laughed at you so hard. I just would have yeah. just been like, no, of course not. Like, <laughs> and I think that it puts the ROAS as well into perspective. I looked earlier in those two and a half months, I've spent 2000 200 on ads which sounds probably might sound like a lot to a lot of people if you haven't done it before that would have sounded like a lot to me a few months ago but that's about 40 to 50 pound a day is what I'm spending now and from that 2200 that I've spent that turned over 26,000 in that that's my purchase conversion value like yeah (laughs) so the the figures are literally there in front of you it's not it's not like you go back and you go oh I've got that wrong no, like Facebook is selling it. And also Facebook, obviously, you don't pick up on quite a few sales that you know did come from ads. Sometimes they just don't pick it up. And yeah, also, that's, that's not even taking into consideration organic traffic and repeat customer sales and, and all the rest of it, you know. And I've, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Like, it yeah. really is. And like you said, I don't want people to think that oh if I do it I can make that type of money because it's not always that straightforward I've been very lucky with the routes that I've chosen the product that I've got the way I've done it but 
I wouldn't have done any of that if I hadn't have tried. You know, if I I could have just looked at your email about the ads and gone, oh, 12 weeks. No, do you know what? It's too much. I don't, yeah. I'm happy in my Instagram bubble. But then that might be fine for a lot of people. But if you want to push yourself and go for it, you've got to try something new at the end of the day yeah. and just give it a go. If you don't, if you don't give it a go, you, you really will never know. Will you? Yeah. you just won't. That's true. And like, I think too, Ellie, you, you brought up a good point a bit ago where you talked about that you were fully prepared that, you know, in week one of your campaign that maybe you wouldn't get sales, but you kind of had this mental backup plan, which honestly, I'm a big fan of. I know that some people are all like, no, you got to visualize like what you're going to do and don't think about any, only think about it working, right? Like some people have that mentality. I don't necessarily... I think you can absolutely be like, well, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to put this out there. But if it doesn't work, I can try X, Y, Z, whatever. I think that's totally fine. I really don't. I mean, clearly it didn't impact your success. The fact that, you know, you had some doubts going into it. I think most of us do. I think if we're being honest Mm -hmm. with ourselves, most of us have doubts when we're putting something new out into the world, trying a new marketing strategy, whatever it is. But Yeah, like you said, like, so even if week one hadn't gone really well, there were things we could tweak and fix and do. And, you know, I have some students who are like you and week one goes really well and then it just (laughs) continues to build and it's amazing. And then I have other students where it takes like the full 12 weeks of the intensive and then finally in week 12, they're like, okay, I'm seeing the light. Like I've got something that's working. And neither situation is wrong, you know? Mm. Like, obviously, I'd love it if I could guarantee that everyone, you know, week one of their campaigns does amazing. But, yeah, I think just having that mentality of, like, you know what? I'm going to put this out there, and then I'll see what happens. And then good or bad or whatever, I'm just going to look at what happens. And that's something we talk about a lot in the intensive, too, though, is just, like, whether it went good or bad, there's data that we can look at. Like there are, there are things that we can study and we can learn from to, you know, continue to improve going forward. So, yeah, I think when you're in the group, you are surrounded by other women that are in exactly the same position as you, whether they've got digital products or a physical product, it doesn't really matter whether they're selling whatever, doesn't how much they're selling, you know, where they've been, before. you're all in the same boat. Yeah. Some of you may have a little bit more experience than others in as, I wouldn't say that particularly can sometimes that can be more of a hindrance than it can a help I think because you what you think you knew was right yeah. maybe isn't right <laughs> because that's the reason you're here because you you're wanting to get it yeah. right <laughs> and so it can actually be worse in a way I can imagine luckily I knew absolutely nothing about ads. <laughs> <laughs> that was good for me that worked for me but you know you're all in, you're all trying out different things um, I have, I think I remember there was someone in the previous course who did, I can't remember her name, but she did the wool uh, or the yarn, sorry. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Karen. Karen yeah, Robinson. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she'd done really well with product catalogue. Yeah. Think, or maybe mm-hmm. it was someone, and they done, and I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, product catalogue is 100% for me. And then when you said, if you're, you know, if you want to break the rules as a physical product seller, try a sales page. I was like, yes, that's me. I'm going to break the rules. <laughs> I'm always that person that goes, try me, you know. And I saw these other people doing product product catalog sales, and I tried it a few weeks ago, and it just didn't. Hmm. I, to be fair, I didn't give it enough time, but the time I did give it, it just didn't work for me. 
that's what I say when I mean I was quite lucky in the sense that I just picked for the right things to suit me at the right time. Had I gone down a slightly different path, I may not be sitting here with the same type of ROAS, but that would have been okay because you are surrounded by people in the group, mentors in the group that will go, right, okay, you've tried that, that's not working, try this, okay, we'll try this, I've done this. But, so that's what I mean when I say you can get there eventually because you can find a way as long as you've got a good enough product and if you've been accepted onto the course, the chances are you very much do have a good enough product because you've selected them, you'll be able to get around it. And do you know what? Even if you don't, even if it all goes completely wrong and you spend £100 in the first week and you don't get anything, you're still surrounded by really, really, really successful women who are all like-minded, who are all like You've just there's there's a type, there's a feeling that you get from the group that you are surrounded by successful women and I think the power of association with a lot of things works that way and if you surround yourself with people like that who only want the best for you and who only want the best for each other and are sharing their success stories and their not success stories yeah. their, you know their bad days the things they've done wrong really 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 helps and I think if this was a course that it was just even even if you just charged an absolute fortune and did one-on-one you wouldn't get the benefit that you do from being in those groups of just these really cool people you know and you can learn so much from them I'm already trying to think of a thousand different digital products that I can do which is just mad because I need to (laughs) concentrate on physical but you do you sit there thinking oh I wonder if I could do that oh I wonder if I could do that and there's something really strong about being surrounded by people like that that I think is worth its weight in gold Really? Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, I have to agree. I love, there's so many awesome ladies in the group and I love getting to hang out with all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel just as lucky to just, yeah, be, <laughs> be in this group, even though I guess it's like my group. It doesn't, yeah. it just feels like, oh, I'm just like another, <laughs> I don't know, another member here <laughs> just enjoying, yeah, all the brilliant women that I get to hang out with. So, yeah. Well, Ali, this has been just awesome to get to chat with you. I just, yeah, I love what you've done. You worked so hard and made this incredible sales page. You've come in, like you came in just with ready to learn and with an amazing attitude and your results still blow my mind a little bit, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I'm I just, yeah, I'm just so excited for you and I cannot wait to, you know, continue to follow how your business goes over the next couple of years. Cause I mean, you've only been doing yeah. this for two and a half months, which is also kind of crazy. <laughs> it also feels like a lifetime as well. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, a lot of work, but it's yeah. worth it. That's definitely. true. Yes. You've definitely like given yourself a more than full-time job, I'm sure with yeah, <laughs> yeah, how many orders. And I think, you know what, is that something you mentioned too on the exit survey, which I realized because you said, oh, it, it would be nice to hear a little bit more about how to handle the influx of sales and then all the customer service that comes as a result of that. And I was like, that is a good point because yeah, the newer business owners, it, it can be, I mean, especially like in your case, when you're getting so many sales for, for your level of ad spend, yeah, that's like a big learning curve right there. So I need to think about adding like a bonus training on just how to some customer service, like shortcuts and hacks, or even just how to potentially find someone great, a few different sources of where like I've found great VAs. And cause I know for me, like as soon as my business took off, I would say like 
four years ago. Yeah, that was one of the first positions I hired was like, I can't be in this inbox, like answering all these questions all the time. So yeah, just hiring someone to help with all of that is. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that when I was writing it, I remember thinking, this is quite unique to me because I'm so new. Yeah. And I've only sold to people that have somewhat of an investment in my business in the first place because they found me through Instagram themselves and they've invested the time. When you're going up in front of cold traffic, these people expect you to be a professional full-time business that has a customer care centre that has absolutely everything going for it. And at the end of the day, it's just little old you sitting there going, yes, I'll answer your message as soon as I can. As soon as I put the child to bed, you know. I think people, just because you are in front of them in that, way they expect you to be everything under the sun for them rightfully so you know why shouldn't you if you're paying time Mm -hmm. in front of their eyes then you should have all the back but when that hits you all of a sudden you're dispatching 50 orders a day and you're up till 3 a.m every night and you're getting messages left right and center going oh this hasn't arrived and royal uh, royal mail it's I don't know if you heard Royal Mail. It's the, yeah, the, um, oh, yeah. Ours is it's the our, U.S. The Postal UK. Service. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously, they're, they're getting really delayed at the moment with the whole situation and not yeah. down everything. So then someone goes, oh, my order hasn't arrived. And can I change this on my order? And oh, what sense do you do? And what? And like, I just remember spending hours and hours on my phone. And it does. It, it hits you. And you're like, I never anticipate. Again, you get so in your head about creating the best products and creating all the background system you don't think about things like that so but then I understand that lots of women in the group already would have had a lot of that set up because their businesses that are so successful in the first place yeah. so I knew I was kind of in the minority there anyway but I yeah think, but to be honest you learn you pick it up you deal with it you find <laughs> a way everyone has said to me to get a VA and I, I'm really 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 holding back on a VA because I think a lot of what I bring to the table is my personal Mm-hmm. And I think that's quite dis- uh, different for a physical product seller as well because there's lots of questions about, oh, this order and this order and then more targeted response. So I'm trying to hold on as long as I can to that, but there will come a day where I have to get someone in. <laughs> yeah. And it will probably be quite soon because I can't keep on top of everything and I want people to have the best service possible. And I'm a bit of a control freak as well. So. <laughs> I like everything. I like to have control of every single thing in my life. And when you have to hand over something, which I found out in the last few weeks, since we've taken on members of staff, you have to let go and you have to just trust other people to run your business. Otherwise, it's just you doing it all the time and it's impossible. <laughs> right, right. Oh. You're, you would put a big cap, yeah, on where your business could go if it, yeah. you know, stayed you forever. Oh, one thing I will say to that, though, is there's still quite a few emails that I personally answer, you know, so I know for me, there's certain things where like, we just have canned responses, because it's a question that we get a lot. So inside Gmail, we just, you know, Melissa can be like, Oh, it's a question on this. Awesome. I've got the answer. But then yeah, she has that knack for knowing oh, this is the kind of email that Bethann would want to answer herself, yeah. you know, so she'll tag me on those ones. But yeah, I mean, I do love that you want to give that personal touch. And that is, I mean, that's a secret weapon that small business owners have, that a big, mm-hmm. you know, company, they can't replicate that in the same way. So, mm-hmm. well, Ali, this has been so fun. As we wrap up, do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment that you can share? 
I don't I don't think mine is particularly fun or funny or adorable. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a quite sad, actually, but it's so cute at the same time. So, like, a few weeks ago, I was really, really struggling. And, again, we go back to the there's better problems, worse, sorry, worse problems to have. But I was really starting to get snowed down. I was really, really starting to, I was t- starting to get quite anxious that I was having so many orders come in, even though we've, you know, employed someone to make our products. It is my mum. But I've employed my mum to start help make our products, all from, you know, my sister. She's she's wrapping. We've also got someone come in to do um, packing. So they, you know, all our orders are now dispatched from, from Jess, who's absolutely brilliant at, you know, just making everything beautiful before it's dispatched. But it was really starting to play on me that I'm now running this business and everything's starting to get away from me a little bit. And like I said, I am control freak. And I started to really, really have some moments of just anxiety. And I was really starting. Everything was just getting to me, probably to do with the global pandemic as well. And I just kept having these moments of just kind of getting really upset. And for no reason, really, everything's going really well. But And I just remember walking into the living room and my love was sitting on, on the sofa and he just looked up at me and I just burst into tears. And I was just like, I don't know what to, I can't cope with this anymore. I could hear all these sales coming in and I was thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get these out the door. And oh, it was just really, I just burst into tears. And my son ran over and my other half came and gave me a cuddle and he came over and he gave me the biggest, wettest kiss. <laughs> and as if to go, it's okay, mum. <laughs> like, you're okay, don't cry. <laughs> and, and then he just ran off. And started playing again. But it was just that second of just, you know, he just came over and gave me a lovely kiss. And I just thought, you know, that's the reason why a lot of mums in business are in business is because you do it because you want to have your cake and eat it too. You want to create a successful business. You want to be successful, but you also want to be there for your children and you want to arrange everything around your children. And that's exactly why I do what I do. And that's exactly why I've wanted to do what I do for so long. And that kind of just puts it all into perspective when he comes yeah. over and gives me a kiss when I'm crying because I can't get orders out the door. And it, and then you kind of take a step back and you think, Ellie, get a grip. Come on. It's fine. He's fine. At the end of the day, he can see you there all day, every day, and he's going to grow up with a, a mum who's got a really strong work ethic and knows the importance of hard work. And I think that's really important to pass on to our children. And I think I just put it all into perspective. So it's not particularly funny or adorable. It's just... Oh, very, it's very sweet though. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. makes it all worthwhile. It really, yeah. it really does. It's, it's, it's nice to know that you've, that you've got that, you know, just that little yeah. wet kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, That's really sweet. sweet. It's so nice when you see them like, oh, they, they can start to show that compassion for other people. Yeah. And yeah, it's, that's really sweet. Well, thank you again, Ali. This has been so fun. And can you just remind everyone one more time, where's the best place for them to find you online? It's at sensualwaxed.co.uk or .com, either or. Yeah, everything's on there and all of our scents are listed. And I think if we link to the sales page we were saying about earlier, that's where all that I've gone on about for so long is my long, long, long sales page. And everything's on there. So Awesome. Thank you so much, Ellie. Okay, was that not so much fun hearing from Ellie? And were you cheering for her as much as I was as she was sharing her results and sharing how her business has grown over the last year? I mean, she's been in business a year and a half at the most, I think maybe even one year, right? So yeah, I just, I find myself cheering for her constantly. I'm just so excited with what she's done. So 
of course, go check out her business at scentfulwax.com. And if you're interested in learning more about how I teach Facebook ads, what the heck my ads intensive is all about, right? What is this thing? What is this program that Beth Ann's students are talking about? What could she possibly be teaching that is helping people to get really great results? If you want to know more, just head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. That's brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. And no matter what, I hope that you'll walk away from today's episode choosing to ask those important questions about what makes your product unique, choosing to ask yourself if there's a better way that you can be positioning what you sell to be more compelling, to really show off the fabulousness that is your products. And I hope you will take some time to map that out and do the work to create fabulous product listings, fabulous sales pages, and just elevate your marketing and earn more customers for yourself. So of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Brilliant.